Hello and welcome to a new episode of the SDG podcast. Uh, we are episode 11 and there are a few things before we start. First is that we are kind of going through a rebranding and uh, we change our name from SDI podcast to SDG podcast, mostly because when Arturi came, we started to do this uh, episode about gaming, uh, game balancing. So we wanted the name to change to reflect that so that, well, S and T, they stay for science, technology, but the G is now the gaming part of the podcast. That is the passion for many of us and well, work also for Johanna. So the other reason was that STI, it was okay name, but just came out from nothing. We just needed a name. And uh, it's also stand for sexual transmitted infections. And we don't speak about that. So we felt that was not really relevant for us. So STG is the new name. Rebranding is nice, new logo and everything. So that's it. We have a new name, of course, on Twitter when where you can follow us. And it's STG underscore podcast. And for now, we put the new episode in the same place as before. But well, let's see how it's going to go then later on if we change place where we put new episodes. But for now, today, I'm alone. Johanna has to do with university and studies. Nicola is busy. And so I have this opportunity to try something that we were thinking to do from the beginning and have episodes that are more focus on some specific topic and it's more like a lecture where we have an introduction and then we try to go deeper to certain part of the topic. Uh, in here, I'm going to try to do this for the first time and I'm going to speak about team films and uh, something about uh, the position technology to make these team films. This is what I do in my PhD work and then it's been my interest in a long time. So without losing much more time about this, maybe many of you might not be familiar with Team Films, so I'm going to really start from the beginning. Team Films, as the name says, is a thin layer of material. And the thin depends on who you speak with. So it might go from very few nanometers where you go to the semiconductor technology and very pushed thicknesses. So they need really little amount of material. Or you can go to several micrometers when the constraints are more relaxed, or you actually need thicker films in certain application. So thin films is everything that is a film that goes from nanometer to micrometer scale. Of course, the material itself can be extremely different. It can be organic, inorganic, whatever. It can go from any application. It's basically used in anything where we have today. Any device that you are using at the moment is going to have basically everything made with thin films. They are the layer on your glasses 
anti-reflection coating, anti-scratch coating, anything that doesn't need a lot of material. So if we want to put it in a more general way, why do we need a thin film and why don't we just do things as taking a material, just make a piece out of that material, that's it. There are several reasons why. So when we have a thin film, since the thickness is small, we can use a little amount of the material. And many times we just need the surface properties of that material. So for example, if we need something that is really resistant to scratches, we don't care about three, four, one centimeter inside the material. That is not where the material is scratched. It's only scratched on the surface. So what we do is to coat the surface with a thin layer of material that can be some hundreds of a nanometer, micrometer, depending on what we need, but we need a little amount. So we save money if the material that protects us from the scratches is really expensive, while the bulk of the piece we are building is really cheap. So we're saving money in that and we are not wasting materials since we don't need the bulk property, we need the surface properties. Then it, there is also another thing about materials. Their property can change when they are in a thin film form. So if you take a big amount of material, it has certain characteristics that are different, not all the time can be different, if you have the same material in a thin film. Again, the surface is playing a much bigger role than the rest of the bulk. So surface to environment interactions are the one that is actually the most uh, important in anything we do because the material internally doesn't really interact with anything. That is more of how the material is used if it's the stresses on this kind of more characteristics that are on the all material, not only on the surface. And then of course, thin films, a smaller dimension, and then this makes us or enable us to miniaturize, miniaturize the device we are doing. So everything from microchips to anything, sensors, anything that has to be small needs to use thin films. That's because we have less amount of material, smaller thickness, hence we can go to smaller dimensions. And for doing this, there are many different technology to deposit the thin films. So I'm trying to go now through most of them very quickly and then focus more on the one that is more interesting for me personally. And it's more like on the semiconductor technology, what is mostly used that is as a technological point of view, what me and the other people in the podcast and this, they are not here now, but what we know the best. So before we go to application, that's maybe later on or probably another episodes, we have to decide what we need the film for and that define our material choice thickness choice and for this, the deposition technology we need to use. 
So there are mainly two big categories of this is chemical deposition and then physical deposition. Chemical deposition is uh, usually a deposition technology that uses some precursor to then react with either another precursor or directly with the substrate material to form the film on top of the substrate. And by substrate, I mean anything that is the base where the thin films are applied. So it can be just a support in certain application or it can be the lenses of your glasses or anything else, depending on what you are trying to do. So the easier deposition technology, they are mainly used for bigger pieces. Let's say, I'm saying mainly, but they are not exclusively. Plating is one of the most famous ones. Uh, everybody can see this, any metal pieces that is coated with some different metal or some other material, it's using plating that is basically inserting the piece into a solution. There is a chemical reaction driven by an electricity that attaches the, the material on the substrate, forming the film. Then we have deposition in chemical solution where there are different precursors in the solution that react either with each other or with the substrate to form a new material on the surface. And of course, everything happens on the surface. So thin film is always on the surface. It doesn't go inside the material. It stays on the surface. Another way is to have chemical reactions that happen on the surface again, but they are in between the precursors in the solution. Then we can avoid chemical reaction mostly, but have our material dissolved in a solvent. And then we take that solution with our material and the solvent, and then we have to somehow put it on top of our substrate. We can do that with spin coating, for example, where our substrate is attached to a plate that rotates at a certain speed. We drop our solution and material on top of it, and the spinning spreads the material on the substrate. And then during the rotation and after, we evaporate the solvent and leave only our material on top of the substrate. And this is mostly done for organic material, thin film coating, since it's much easier to so, uh, dissolve them in a solvent and then coat a substrate and have the final material thin film. Something that is more, let's say, our expertise is the realm of deposition that I would say that are the coolest because they are also the more complicated than needing uh, machinery and they can be controlled very nicely on a very small level. And the quality of the film is extremely good. And what it's basically what is used in semiconductor industry or protection uh, coating, uh, it can be coating for big pieces, smaller pieces, 
but without going too much into this i want to speak about chemical vapor deposition and if you pay attention to the name basically you'll get what the technology is it's a chemical deposition technology based so it means that it's based on chemical reactions and it's vapor means that those chemicals are in a vapor form when they enter the deposition chamber so we have a certain space that is a deposition chamber where we have our substrate let's say we are using silicon wafers so they are just thin piece of silicon and we deposit on top of it we have a precursor that are molecules that contain our material or piece of the final material so if we want to deposit an oxide a metal oxide let's say aluminum oxide we have a molecule that are gonna contain the aluminum atom in a certain form and then we have another molecule that is going to provide the oxidizing agent so it's basically something that contains oxygen and that oxygen is going to bond, bond to the metal forming our final oxide so in this case aluminum oxide let's use that to make everything easier so we have our substrate in this chamber and we insert the precursor in the chamber the substrate is going to be heated so the precursor are there going in a gas form temperature are going to activate the chemical reaction between the precursor that is going to happen mostly on the surface of the substrate uh, that is basically forming our film selectively on the surface of the substrate it's of course we are heating something so the the heat is going to go everywhere so the film is going to appear on the on the surface of the chamber and some of the chemical reaction are going to happen also on the let's say gas phase and this happens continuously so this reaction happen on the surface all the time when new precursor is is adding added to the chamber and the thing grows so we have some of the reaction going on at the surface the our aluminum oxide is starting to form on the surface more of this precursor are joining the reaction more material is created and the thin film is grown in this way and when we want to stop the growth of the film we just stop the flow of the precursor to the chamber and then we have our film this is a general idea of chemical vapor deposition that is usually referred as cvd and to go deeper into the specific deposition technology we are going to have an episode with uh, nicola and johanna and we are trying to speak with each other a bit more uh, this is more of an introduction so i'm going to skip the specifics cvd technology and also the atomic layer deposition that was i'm working on personally in my phd thesis this is a different way to do cvd but it's not a point to really go deep at this point 
So to change from chemical reaction to physical deposition. So physical deposition means that everything is moved from one place to another. There is no chemical reaction happening. And most of this technology is falls on the physical vapor deposition or PVD, let's say, branch. You can think to start with the easiest about spraying something. If you want to deposit a certain material on a surface, you can simply spray it. And spray is a totally fine way to do things in a microscopic level, of course, if we speak about easy spraying. And you get the idea. We have the material in our container and we spray it. So we are moving it physically from, from there to the surface of our substrate or whatever we are spraying it. This is the main idea. We are moving our material from our source to our substrate. If now we go to deposit in a metal, so keeping the same as before we speak about aluminium. So we want to deposit aluminium on our surface. There are different ways to do it. So easy, we can take our aluminium, put it in a chamber, put our substrate on top of it, and heat up the aluminium until it starts to evaporate. So the evaporation moves the atom of aluminium from now our container up or down. Well, in the case of evaporation, it needs to be up because you cannot evaporate facing down, of course. It goes to liquid first. So we are evaporating down, and our atoms are moving to the substrate. And then they pile up there, build up our thickness, and we get a film at the end. So uh, if you think about the configuration of this, we have a certain container, let's call it boat, that is heated up to several hundreds or thousand degrees, depending on the metal you're evaporating. Then we have a certain path that this metal atom need to go through to get to the surface of our substrate. So we cannot, if we do this in air, there are going to be several problems. First of all, we have stuff in the air. We have oxygen. It's very reactive with the metal to form an oxide. So in this case, would be inserting chemical reactions that we don't want to happen. We don't want aluminum oxide. We want just aluminum. So we have to eliminate all the oxidant that are present in the air. The other problem of doing evaporation or deposition generally in air is the fact that if we are moving atoms from one place to the other, we want them to go straight up to our substrate. If air is present, there are going to be a lot of atoms around there in between. And our aluminum atoms are going to bounce on those air atoms, let's say, it might be nitrogen mostly. So the path that they travel to get to the uh, substrate it's going to be interrupted by this collision. So we're going to not get what we want. We are not going to get the atom going from this, the source, from our heated boat, to our substrate. So we need to do all of this in vacuum. This is a very important 
part of all the PVD, vacuum is extremely important, much more than in CVD deposition where you are not operating in vacuum since you are inserting the vapor of your precursor. The vacuum is done at the beginning to eliminate the impurity of what we don't want to be there. In this case, it's both to prevent impurities like so oxygen and to actually make the deposition possible with the path, free path between the source and the substrate. So this is evaporation and then we can do a different type of evaporation that is very similar concept, both metal, we heat up the metal, but we don't heat it up with temperature and that temperature is usually generated by a current that passes through the boat and heat up the boat that heats up the, the metal. In this case, we can use an electron beam. So we are put like shooting electrons to our metal until we have the metal evaporating. Same, you're heating up the metal with the energy of the electron. It's just a different way to do the same idea. Okay, so to move on, we have a technology that is really precise for some things that are really in a small uh, in a small scope of application. That's called electrobeam evaporator, uh, molecular beam epitaxy. Molecular beam epitaxy is basically, as the name says, is a molecular beam. Epitaxy is just the name of growing a film. So it's a, we have different molecules, or let's say atoms can be depending on what we are depositing. So we have our precursors in different position in the chamber, and we basically shoot a beam of those component to the substrate, and we just grow our film this way. Again, I'm being extremely generic because if we start going deep, it's gonna take way too much. So we need to go deeper into different technologies one by one. Another very much used uh, PVD technique is sputtering. The idea of the sputtering is similar to the evaporation, but the way we move the material is not to heat up our source, but we create a plasma of an inert gas and a plasma is basically a state of the matter where if we have argon gas we are stripping the electron away from the argon and these atoms are charged and they are going to move into an electric uh, magnetic field so this magnetic field it's moving this atom towards the source. Basically they are hitting the source with high energy, they transfer the energy to the to the source material and atoms from there are going to be ejected and then they are traveling to the substrate. So similar as evaporation we are moving the, our atom from our source to our substrate but we remove the source material heating it with high energy atoms in a plasma. Then 
continue with the same idea we have la pulse laser deposition again we are moving atoms from the source and in this case we are removing atoms shooting a laser on the surface of the source and the atoms are ejected and go to the substrate so now we went through let's say a general idea of how do you can deposit a film so you can use chemistry and in this case you will need some molecules that react with each other to create the final material we need to deposit in the physical way of depositing we don't need any chemistry we just physically move material from one place to the other so maybe to go very quickly into some application we can have thin films used as decorative coatings that is if you want to change the appearance of a material so we have a very cheap material that really doesn't look good so we make what we need to make about this with cheaper material and then we coat it with a nicer looking material it can be a shiny metal color uh, a gold color uh, any oxide that can change the color based on the thickness of the oxide to make it blue orange or anything so this is just mostly appearance uh, something that is for that and everybody knows is basically coated jewelry with gold so we have cheap jewelry piece made of maybe a cheaper material and then we just put a very thin layer of gold around it and there are different ways to do that but the point is that now the pieces looks like it's made of gold but it's actually much cheaper because there are an extremely small amount of gold on top of the material and this is just to go back on the fact that team films need a very low amount of material to give, basically give the same in this case appearance to the outside we can touch the gold but the inside of the piece is not made of gold so the cost is much much lower then if we use the lenses example from before we can use thin films to change the optical properties of the lenses so if we want the lens to reflect certain uh, wavelength of light we can put on the outside a thin film that prevents a certain light to go through the lenses at the same time we can have a protective coating on top of it so if we drop the glasses or whatever we do we scratch them somewhere there is going to be a material on the top of the lens on, that is much more resistant to scratches than the glass the lens is made of or the anti-reflection coating that is on top of the glass so the lenses are much harder to scratch and this is basically adding layer of film functionality or protection to a piece that by itself uses a material that is maybe cheaper or the material we need for this application but it's lacking some certain characteristic that we are adding with the thin film on top of it and then we have a, the huge 
family of let's say semiconductor technology and everything that has to do with uh, micro chips memories sensors anything that uses uh, semiconductor technology in general so that's by far way too complicated and way too much stuff to speak in a short amount of time but for that what we need just to make it uh, as an idea we are going to need metal contacts we are going to need different layer that uh, operate with each other to form transistors to form memories we are going to need protection layers in between we are going to need some dielectric layer to separate the metals from each other and all of that is made in thin films mostly for uh, let's say space saving reasons of course that's not the only reason but we are going smaller and smaller with uh, semiconductor technology because we are using thin films you can make the same things much bigger they operate exactly the same but they are much bigger then we can use those in photovoltaic cells for example we can we can use the thin films are what LEDs are made of and nowadays there is uh, quite a lot of studies on thin film batteries for example so we want to miniaturize the battery to include them in this miniaturized device that we are using everywhere in our life so i spoke now for a while and it's it's rather hard to make a presentation alone like this without inputs for from the others in the podcast so this is kind of a test episode let's see how this comes out next time hopefully we are gonna try to be more than just me and different so we can have different input and a bit more of a discussion more than me going through some kind of a lecture that is not even very well prepared and it's gonna include maybe more deep uh, topic concerning maybe chemical vapor deposition so with the cvd ald and breaking down the different technologies one by one and maybe same as pvd we are gonna break down the different technology much more specifically so if you want to learn more about certain aspect of the team field deposition you can really listen to what you are interested in and with this i'm gonna maybe close this short episode and as usual i'm gonna tell you come to twitter follow us as stg underscore podcast you can write to us tell us what you are interested in do you want to know something in this case we are speaking about in films but if you are interested about something else maybe we can either we know each other in, among each other if it's something we work on or we can try to find someone that knows speak about that or if you have yourself some expertise that you think are going to be interesting for any people and you want to share them you can contact us on twitter tell us follow us there we are going to release hopefully episode there weekly and with that i'm going to thank you for 
listening to this and hopefully see you next time. Bye-bye.